0: Hello, friends, and welcome to World Live With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Courtney Stables, and yes, this means that Rob is not with us today, which might come as a bit of a shock, uh, but with me is Daniel Quinn, as well as our friend John Parsons. And John, I know you just did this on our latest uh, patron-exclusive AFib lounge episode, but could you tell our listeners a bit about who you are?
1: Hey, everybody. Uh, My name is John Parsons. I sometimes go by the stage name Johnny Law, as you will see on our show, which will be released sometime called Dungeons and Flagons. I am a semi-retired restaurateur. Um, I was in the service industry for over two decades and liked uh, making boozy drinks and uh, impeccable wine lists, if I may say so myself. I currently live out in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania, where I tend to a very heavily wooded yard and two dogs. And I love all things RPG and world building related.
0: Excellent. Uh, well, thanks for joining us. Glad to have you on for a regular episode this time.
1: My pleasure. I, I hope I don't uh, drop the ball.
2: It's got some, <laughs> got some big, big shoes to occupy. <laughs> you know?
0: We believe in you.
2: All right, thank you. Did you arrive um, intoxicated? Because that's one of the requirements.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> see, it's the problem with doing these earlier morning things. Like, I'm very yeah.
2: caffeinated. I'm,
0: I'm just, I I'm on,
1: sorry, <laughs> cup now.
0: Daniel, meanwhile, is on his, like, third cocktail. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Ready like to go. Lucille
1: Ball. You, know? <laughs> he's, he, you gotta, you know, get the upswing from that cocaine
2: crash he's having right now. So. <laughs> exactly. Gotta, it's a delicate balance.
0: <laughs> also, do you mean Lucille Bluth?
2: I did mean Lucille yeah. Ball. But I wonder, <laughs> yeah. I bet Lucille Ball was also an
0: alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Just assume every celebrity probably yeah. has some issues there. Anyway, uh on today's episode, we're going to be doing a new world building prompt from a first time submitter. But before we get into that, I want to remind you that if you'd like us to build your world, you can go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com, where you can click the send prompt link and follow the instructions. And within a somewhat reasonable amount of time we'll be building your world Uh, if you'd like to follow us on social media we're over on twitter at let's world builds and if you'd like to chat with us more directly and connect with other listeners you can join our discord server there's a link for that in the description and on our website if you're feeling particularly generous and would like to support the podcast you can go to our patreon at patreon.com slash with us or follow the link in the description and on our site If you become a patron, you'll get benefits like early access to episodes, bonus clips that don't make it into the final cuts for various reasons, uh, two-episode world builds for the prompts that you submit to us instead of just one-parters, and patron-exclusive episodes, like, for example, the one that John was just on about communication and collaboration in role-playing games. Uh, So if any of that sounds appealing, or if you'd like to check out the full list of benefits at different tiers, be sure to visit our Patreon. And of course, a huge thank you to all of our patrons for your ongoing support. We really do appreciate it. And now with my first ever introduction spiel to the podcast complete, let's dive into this new prompt from our new listener, Sanji. Sanji, thanks so much for listening and for submitting this prompt. It's always really exciting for us to get one from someone new. And the prompt reads, a race of people evolve with crystal microchips in their brains that store all their memories in the form of audio. This effectively gives them perfect memory of everything they hear. When they die, their crystals remain. Over the years, those crystals accumulate and start resonating with each other to form a type of neural network. In the modern world, this phenomenon is studied and harnessed for technological advancements. And there's just one tenet for us this time, which is that... The crystals carry the memories of the individual, but not their personality. Uh, So this is a pretty cool prompt that gives us a lot of leeway with the world overall. And I'm very curious to see where we end up taking it. And John, as our guest, could you please start us off with your first tenant?
1: All righty. Yeah, very open-ended. I I usually like Mm -hmm. working with a bit more constraints when I'm uh, doing something for the first time. So this will be interesting. So my first tenet I'm thinking and and I'm going to start a little broad because I want you guys to help me kind of mold this idea and I don't I don't want to you know put too many constraints on things but because they have these perfect memories of everything they've they've ever heard so the, I assume that in their head they narrate things and that gets recorded but that's going to be skewed obviously to <clears> to <throat> what they're uh thinking or what they want to think but everything they heard is going to be pretty much Objective information, mm-hmm. except when taking extremely out of context, and because of that over the years, what I think has happened or over the the generations and you know maybe millennia um, is that their eyesight has started to fade this race of Ooh. peoples yeah. because people you know we as humans we're, were built around creating our world from our eyesight first and foremost, but this race of people because they're uh you know anything that's audio related is recorded perfectly that's become the basis of their reality mm-hmm. and so just as a as an evolutionary you know like eyesight just became less useful and it started it started dwindling so they are I'm not saying they're necessarily mole people but like leaning towards that uh that kind of concept <laughs> and like maybe they actually picked up other senses to replace their eyesight like kind of like toff from uh airbender avatar
2: mm-hmm. i like that um it's all it's like the whole set of the people rather than some subgroup perhaps that's kind of neat yeah i I think it's like i get just like a
1: natural and like maybe our hero or something like maybe they they had a genetic defect or something that allowed them to have eyesight i don't know i didn't really play with that Mm -hmm. idea in my head yet but just i think as a as a society as a whole especially as you know throughout the generations as a society got tighter and i guess you start accumulating more of these crystals i think that kind of Works in the same concept too. That like they, they start have this overhead of all these crystals and this knowledge stored that they stop mm-hmm. their eyesight just start failing because they you know it's like all the fish deep down in the oceans like they don't need eyesight because it's dark as hell down there. So they developed other ways to navigate the world.
0: I know you said mole people, but what about bat people?
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not against bat people. That's for sure. <laughs> that's right. um Yeah, I don't know about if they if they would have sonar or it'd be more like a tremor sense mm-hmm. kind of
2: thing
0: yeah interesting
2: why what interests you about bat people courtney besides the blood
0: oh i mean <laughs> i swear it doesn't have to do with vampires no um, yeah
2: <laughs> i swear
0: uh no it's more that it just the idea of sonar popped into my head when you were talking about you know relying on oh. auditory stuff but i do also like the idea of the tremor sense with mole people and maybe there's like different groups of people so it depends on like where they're located that they've sort of evolved over time to focus on different senses
1: that also when you said the sonar bit i just thought like i wonder if it'd be a form of assault if you made like a really horrible noise oh. to
2: someone mm-hmm. and oh, it's like yeah. stuck in
1: their head yeah. Or like uh-huh. you know if you put an earworm you know just really bad song into someone's head and then they're gonna remember that forever
2: are we saying then that um these people are blind like can we take it to that step rather than degrees of visibility
1: I think, like, legally blind, yes. I don't know yeah. if they... Do they not have eyes? Like, is it that harsh? Or is it just, like, very, very poor eyesight? What do you think? I'm
0: fine
2: either way. Yeah. I like the extremes. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys.
0: Yeah, it could be really interesting. Um, I'm curious how it'll interact with my first tenet.
2: no, let's hear it.
0: So my idea was that there is a religious sect that in order to live a more... Pure, unburdened life. Uh, they only communicate non-verbally, like through oh. writing, sign language, oh. visual art. But that definitely would shift if they're fully blind, or I guess even legally, it would be tough to communicate unless you're very, very close to somebody.
2: Unless they're not blind, those that that group in particular, like Sean was saying. Oh,
0: I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Although I don't know, then how would their art be appreciated by the ones who can't see? Maybe their, their art has to have a, um, a way to be translated to an auditory, like
0: sensation. Mm-hmm. Or like it's more of a touch thing, maybe like a oh, yeah. braille, but in the form of art or if you're dealing with textures and like sculpture instead of painting.
2: Vibrating sculptures and paintings.
1: <laughs> okay. Ooh, like what if like, you know, that sand art that you do uh-huh. or you layer things like what if somehow they uh, were able to interact because they can't see. They could feel the different textures. I mean, yeah. Or are we saying these people can see, though? Possibly. I don't know. What do you Yeah, think? I guess
0: we still have not decided, yeah, like yeah. How, how limited is that sense for them?
2: Because they're trying to get away from the sound, the fact that everything's recorded, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's like a, a mindset that if they aren't constantly hearing things, that they will mm-hmm. somehow be more pure. And I don't know if that, that leads to their salvation in some way or if it's just a belief.
1: Is this more of an ancient religion, or is this more of a uh, a newer like shoot off, you know, like a like a mm-hmm. cult that started?
0: Um, I guess I did not have a an age in mind. I wasn't thinking, like literal cult, so much mm-hmm. as like a Buddhism type thing. Okay, where they have sort of these temples that they live in and that are separate from the world, where they can kind of live in in silence.
1: So they reject society, basically.
0: Yeah, Yeah, more or less, I would say. Yeah, I mean,
2: I would say take it step further. So make them totally blind, right? And maybe they only communicate through these sculptural, tactile things that have, I don't know, some either magical or technological vibrational component that lets Mm -hmm. people who can't the others communicate. Like that's how they can interpret it. Maybe. Interesting. I mean, that you could push it all the way. Then it's like, okay, we're dealing with a society that can't see. You know, which is interesting.
0: Yeah. But I guess, like, they would still be, um, as far as, like, navigation, they could still hear around them, even if they're mm-hmm. not, like, literally bat people. But they still have a sense of, like, my footsteps echo, so therefore yeah. I know I'm in this hallway and stuff like that. This seems like a philosophical thing for them. Yeah, yeah.
2: What if these
1: people were more bat people, whereas the normal populace oh. is mole people? Because they're not speaking, they can actually, they they can use sound in a different way. Oh,
0: I see. So they're they're even more attuned to it. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Whereas everyone else in the world is, they're so used to being inundated with sound and capturing it, that Mm -hmm. that's why they rely on their feeling of tremor sense. Whereas this sect, they've changed the tremor sense into a deeper line of communication instead of discovery of the world. Like they kind of inverted it. Does that make sense?
0: Could you say a little bit more about that?
1: Sure. Um, So what I'm thinking is, and feel free to shoot this down, is the (laughs) majority of the world you know, mm-hmm. they hear things, they record them, they store them forever in their head. Perfect memories. Mm-hmm. So because of that, they've given up on sight because sight's not as reliable. It can be used to kind of lie, whereas their sound, you know, they know it to be true. because They heard it. Mm-hmm. And they navigate the world because they lack the sight with the feeling of, you know, movement in the earth and whatnot or disturbances of the airflow around them. Mm-hmm. This sect has done the opposite where they, they're trying to not hear sounds that are quiet
3: mm-hmm. and
1: instead... They use movement to communicate with each other.
3: Okay. Yeah. And
1: because of that, they've developed almost a sense of sonar because sound is so rare for them. Mm-hmm.
2: Or just it's not, it's not the same feeling.
0: Yeah, I do like that.
2: Have they removed their audio crystals? Is that what they've done? Ooh.
0: Um, I didn't have that in mind. I'm not sure. Is it possible to remove them without I
2: don't know, Nick
0: is it? Dying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <So> is it? <laughs> you evolve. <laughs> the crystal microchips
2: in their brains.
1: Yeah, right? So maybe do so, they, 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 like,
2: lobotomize themselves? Okay. That's my question. Like, is that what they're doing, to not hear the sound? It can
1: involve lots of blood, Courtney.
2: I know, I know. <laughs> I don't want to lose sight of your art thing, though.
0: Yeah, and mm. my thought was, like, if they did lobotomize themselves by removing the microchip, like, they wouldn't need to be quiet, and like, because right. they would have imperfect oh, yeah. memories.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Though mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing there are probably people who have done that or it could been be a faction people. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. can, we can work with that.
2: So we're saying, no, we are going to say that, like to what you're saying that they have their crystals.
0: Yep. They still have them.
2: Uh, so the only question I have is, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to lose sight of the art component, right? Because you originally, you said they visual art is what they produce. Yeah. But now yeah. nobody can really appreciate that directly. Like, we're just like, we're, we're abandoning your the visual component that you built into them. Like, is it, is it satisfying that they produce these sculptural arts that are tactile? Or do we want to go back and fix the visual bit?
0: I honestly do like the tactile aspect okay. that we came up with. And I think if they can still see maybe to some Extent like maybe they can just see broad swaths of color or something like that rather than distinct Mm -hmm. forms. But I do like the image of like a group of monks or priests or nuns like walking along a corridor and running their hands along,
3: yeah,
1: essentially like
0: a mural, but it's sculptural, it's all 3D, so they can just Mm -hmm. feel what's going on, but they can't actually fully see it.
1: Okay, I was gonna say, what if they inadvertently made these extremely visually pleasing things through the tactile Mm. like they they don't know how beautiful Mm. they are visually yeah Yeah. so i don't know if either you want to you know follow down later on with the path that someone was granted vision through genetic defect or something Mm. or if like an outside race visits this world Mm. and they're you know it's like it's you know obviously there's gonna be a lot of conflict that would happen with that but you know, maybe they find these people and they're like, holy shit,
3: like these things are gorgeous. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Yeah. And also thinking about like um the sign language aspect that I mentioned, like mm. that wouldn't quite work out as a visual thing oh, anymore. Right. But if you think yeah. about like uh Helen Keller, who was blind and deaf, mm-hmm. but she was able to do sign language basically like holding other people's hands and like yeah. signing into them and and feeling yeah. what people were doing. So it could be something like that where in order to have, like, a intimate conversation, you have to, like, literally be holding hands with somebody or, like, signing uh-huh. on their body or something.
2: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the special handshakes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Lapping back yes. and forth. It fits perfect for, like, a, a monastic order, so I think mm. that, that works.
1: Yeah. I like the intimacy of it, too, though. You know, mm. like, I could just picture these two people, like, sitting cross-legged across from each other and, you know, holding hands and taking turns talking.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 It's Very
1: cute. <laughs> it
2: is. They can't talk over each other.
0: Yeah, but, <laughs> or you just walk away from the other person. Marza yeah. yeah, you know. uh, uh,
1: Marzipan would like to. My one of my dogs would like to argue with that. That when I put my hand on her paw, she likes to put the other paw on top. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a game, so I, that'd be talking over each other. Yeah,
0: uh-huh. it's also interesting because, like, I assume that in regular society, too, like if you want something to remain very secret, or you want to not remember something perfectly for whatever reason like you'd also probably try to communicate in an alternate non-verbal way
2: oh yeah that would be tricky
0: yeah like if it's i don't know you like want to say something that you for whatever reason like you don't want to remember yourself or don't want the other person to remember it fully or perfectly like if you just want to be in the moment yeah like maybe that's also like another intimacy thing where it's like you're almost trusting the other person enough to have this experience that you're not gonna remember perfectly oh
2: i really like. oh that. so then they're holder of secrets i mean i know we're, we're digging real deep into this head, but that sounds to me like they're holding certain secrets that other people wouldn't have access to because they communicated through this not oral history but through this mm-hmm. like touch history and
1: subjectively too like it's mm-hmm. it's you know how yeah. the yeah i think i think once again like I, I don't know if i'm getting too lovey-dovey on this but uh <laughs> the intimacy of it the fact that you are trusting this person to take your message that you're giving to them and mm-hmm. however they perceive it instead of how it would sound and be recorded and
2: be replayed my game of telephone by hand yeah, yeah that's really cool
1: and it's it just kind of also reminds me of like you know when you go to see a fireworks display. And you see all these people recording it. And like, all right, first oh, off, you're never going to watch that recording again. Never. Like, you're, yeah. you're never going to watch that again. Never. And B, you're missing out on the spectacle. Because you're yeah. trying to like frame your shots and shit. And it's like, no, just be in the moment.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: that's how I feel. Older I get. <laughs> is that what it is? God damn it. Yeah, is curmudgeoniness.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of you being a curmudgeon. Uh, Dan- Daniel, what is your first tenant?
2: <laughs> Excellent. I have one that works very well with your um with yours, but I'm gonna go with the other one right now. So I have as written, it says the government has created a massive surveillance network by attuning to the tones of the crystals worldwide.
1: Ooh, spooky. Sounds familiar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because it sounds like there's this neural network of I guess the ones that have perished, like the remaining crystals.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so uh, that just seemed to naturally lend itself to be exploited
0: yeah yeah it seems very easily exploitable Mm -hmm. and like what range of technology were you imagining here because um in the prompt it says like the modern world but doesn't really specify Mm -hmm. you know our Our current modern modern technology or more advanced or whatever
2: yeah like i didn't have in mind a particular um level of technology but it, mm-hmm. the distinction when they said modern versus some past it made me think that there's there was the way things were and then the way things are and that it seems that in the modern times the prompt says that there's um technological derivations from this the yeah. way that they've evolved so I, I wonder um even if if let's say this were set in like the 15th century or the or even though let's say like medieval period like mm-hmm. the turn of the millennium kind of Time, I could. I mean, I could see it being that versus two hundred years difference. So it's not like that versus like, oh, it's you know twenty twenty four kind of deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just, I
2: don't think it matters where it's set in my mind. I just, I think that there's a governing body in the Senate that's using the crystals for surveillance in some way.
1: Okay. Yeah, I would say, with the the modern spec, it, it doesn't have to be a one to one to our modernity. Is that a word? Um, but I definitely think culturally, though.
2: Yeah, there's a, cu- a modernness to it, yeah. An understanding
1: mm-hmm. of, of the world in general. And, you know, I assume it, it, this world follows the same physics that we're using for the most part. So, mm-hmm. like, I you know, besides if magic's involved or not, we haven't got there yet. But, yeah, like, I would think that, you know, to go back to Courtney's tenet, the fact that, that there is this monastic or this group that removes themselves from that,
2: mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know,
1: worldly kind of international scene, I think it works well with that. So with, with SDQ, is it, is it like an Illuminati thing? Is it a, is it a specific, uh, like major city state or, you know, ruling body?
2: I wanted to leave it open because this quote unquote government could be as small as like a coterie or of wizards or something, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it could be a small group that maybe has power, or if we are putting it in some other, like I say, it was like a, a modern day thing, then sure, it could be like a, a city or a state government kind of deal.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: like i think it'd be flexible are they the only ones that can see <laughs> uh, I, maybe maybe they're the ones who develop this technology
0: yeah like could they use that technology to be able to see like if they're putting together like oh. a neural network
1: yeah they're geordie laforges they got the little, you know, little visors yeah. yeah
0: exactly like they have access to basically an infinite number of people's memories and like they mm-hmm. could oh. use that to kind of suss out the geography of the world
2: to map it right yeah exactly. With audio.
0: yeah mm-hmm.
2: i mean this goes back to what what john was saying about the art of your monastic cult yeah. because it, we we were talking and about not like, a call. What ha- not a, call. <laughs> not a call. no no no. Uh, we talking about, uh, like sucked. how do we um, how do we appreciate the actual awesomeness of their art, right? Mm-hmm. Well, perhaps um by having visualized the landscape, this this order, whether it's a government or whatever, using all the audio, they can see what the art actually looks like.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh man, you, sorry, I just had a mind exploding moment, I, and I, I keep this really brief because I don't want to tangent. But you know the Radiohead album Kid A,
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I wrote in my head a whole like thing, like to kind of do a Pink Floyd, the wall version you know, with the Wizard of Oz, like make a movie and then put Radiohead album over top it. Mm-hmm. And it literally is, is like this concept of like the governing body, keeping everyone in the right place. And then there's this offshoot of people just trying to live life, you know, attuned to the world mm-hmm. itself and not to each other. And it fits perfectly. Sorry, a mm-hmm. weird tangent, but my head was just exploding. I had to get out of it. <laughs>
0: No, it's interesting because like so would you take it as this governing body is restricting the people?
1: I would think that it's it's definitely not in the people's favor. It's in the <laughs> yeah. society's favor. Like, you know, it's it's like they're they're removed from from the day-to-day life of people. You know, they're they're the elite, okay. you know, they're the billionaires and they're playing their own game amongst themselves.
0: They're the reptilian deep state.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it always comes back to that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Running their underground pizza shops.
2: wow
0: yeah as our podcast gets taken down
2: (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's fair i did say surveillance so that's necessarily that's not a good thing ever (laughs) yeah
0: it's usually usually a negative connotation there yeah yeah but I, i do like the the concept that it's like letting them literally map out the world and its geography and like maybe discover land masses that they haven't been to yet because the neural network is like resonating in some way or whatever.
2: I guess it raises questions like, what's the physical setting of this? I mean, we don't even we all our tenants yet. So no, I <laughs> no, no, we're only ask that question. Yeah, I should ask that question yet.
0: No, that's a that's a good segue back to
2: yeah.
1: John for okay. your second. Um, all right, so I'm gonna need a little help fleshing this one out because I'm it's just coming to my mind now. Um, religion in general, I think, would be a, a weird thing because as we all know, most religions are based on someone telling us what happened in the past.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: in this case, though, we have a perfect recollection of what happened in the past. So I would think mm. overall that this would cause people to be more atheistic.
0: Yeah. And like skeptical.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and so I would think besides your sect, not cult, that you're talking. Totally about, Totally not a cult. No. Not a cult. <laughs> I think that they, they actually do embrace, and like I, I like the idea of like Buddhism or like Taoism. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like a, necessarily like a deist religion. It's the, there might be more of a presence or something or, you know, inner workings that they, you know, the force basically.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But I would think like as a whole society through its evolution in this world never had a religion. Like, there's never a holy wars. Mm-hmm. But if you remove that, there has to be conflict somehow. So, like, what did they fight over? Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm stuck. I didn't get that far yet. So
2: you're trying to you're trying to say that the vast majority of people are not faith based because they can trust in the validity of of memory of the memories yeah. reported, right? Yeah.
1: Not in a like a, a pantheon of gods or anything like that because there was there was never anyone to pull that wool over their eyes. Mm-hmm. Sorry for mm-hmm. anyone that's highly religious listening to this, but it's the truth. Um, <laughs> and obviously, they have found other ways to manipulate society through the surveillance and their uh, deep state you know mm-hmm. tactics. Mm -hmm. but yeah so what what did people fight over or were there fights between nations maybe everyone kind of got along and just kind of walked around with their hands out front of them so they don't bump into each other
2: i would ask a question to you guys and this is a question i guess for courtney because she Mm -hmm. is her sect her monastic sect um is what if what if you reverse that because I would expect the people to be rational and trust their reality because of the recordings but what if the culture is inverted like the the monks are the skeptical ones who have embraced rationality and reject religion where and that is their religion whereas at the average person is extremely superstitious and for some reason mm-hmm. the way the memories are makes them faith based so it would be the opposite of what we expect
1: so yeah how would how would that like what would be the thing
2: to make them think that way. Yeah.
1: Like, was there visitors or something? <laughs> visitors.
0: <laughs> Always comes back to aliens. Um, but, like, since they can't really rely on their sight, maybe that plays a role in this superstition?
1: hmm Well, so maybe. Okay. We can dig into this, I think. So, thinking that somewhere in their past, through their evolution, they did have sight, mm-hmm. right? And so maybe there are recordings from that early history of them talking about certain things, Mm -hmm. but because now it's gotten so far through the generations and the the eyesight has deteriorated there's like, so maybe there's like a, there's some lost crystals, you know, it's like basically the kind of like how um, Mormonism works. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh yeah. This one guy looked into a bag and he saw all these, (laughs) you know, writings that only he could read. And that's, that's like how this, like only these people could see.
2: Well, an audio it can be perceived as kind of being untrustworthy in the sense that it's like this this game of telephone. Like as things are passed down, perhaps like the average experience, cultural experience, is that the crystals, it's what the person heard from their perspective, right? So it's different yeah. context. Than they, something written down that doesn't require, well, I guess things written down require interpretation. But if you record something, right, like. And we're all seeing that thing, we're having essentially the same experience. Sure, there's some things we may notice that others don't, but with audio, there's this another degree of interpretation. Like you've got to understand the tone of what they were saying and were they implying something with their voice. And so perhaps mm-hmm. their culture developed in a sort of way that was more about subjectivity, interpretation, um, you know, and intuition. Whereas mm-hmm. had you had a society where they didn't have audio at all and they just had to rely on what they saw what was written or maybe with a touch they'd be driven to more rationality because it's more objective from their perspective like maybe that's the divide i don't but i don't know if you would want your monks to be that kind of religion you know
0: i honestly like didn't really have anything in solid enough, <laughs> but, like what they believe so i think anything could work i i basically just wanted it to be like a more of like a philosophical thing than like a mm-hmm. we believe in this XYZ. One god yeah exactly yeah
1: I I just keep their Taoists in my head. Like they're not they're not like trying to push their their beliefs mm-hmm. on anyone and they don't like believe that other people are doing it wrong. Like I feel yeah. like they're just like, nope, this is how we do it and our life's happier this way. So mm-hmm. we'll leave this alone. Yeah.
0: Another thing with the prompts, the the one tenet that they had given was uh the crystals carry the memories but not the personalities. So mm-hmm. maybe that also ties into like the interpretation aspect. Like uh. you can hear the the remembered audio of something but you don't really have the context of like who Mm -hmm. these people were deep down
1: Mm -hmm. i'm just picturing like some very pivotal character in history ancient history of this world that was very sarcastic (laughs) yeah and like (laughs) just recorded like all these things and like they're these
2: sacred texts he's like yeah
1: oh yeah sure yeah we're supposed to be good onto each other yeah that's right
2: (laughs) i mean (laughs) To that point, I feel like I want to throw out my other tenant and create one on the spot that I think would serve this really well. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is I had a tenant that had to do with, like, um, some crystals or smell all the way. Who cares, right? So this sounds more interesting. (laughs) What if, like, alongside the audio tracks they hear, if things are actually hearing of other people speaking in their own monologue to, to what they're saying to people, that it also records a memory of their internal monologue Yeah, okay. That's what I thought was the, I thought that was part of it. No. You mentioned that. I I picked up, I thought that that would be cool if perhaps it's like reify it, like the crystal, when you look at the audio tracks, you've got everything they've heard, right, and everything they've spoken, but then you have a track of what they were saying to themselves.
3: Yeah,
1: how mm -hmm. they
2: interpret it. Mm -hmm. Their internal monologue. It's not their personality, but it's literally what they're saying.
0: Would it be separate tracks or could we have it like mashed together as one single (gasps) chaotic thing? Yeah. yeah
2: it's not a matter of like literally listening to it you're hearing a mixture of their internal thought that's that's why it's not objective because yeah. it's being interpreted by the actual listener in this case so
1: so say if i was like reaming you out right now about something mm-hmm. you know and i'm like you know daniel you do way too much cocaine and you're stay right. up way too late <laughs> way so- too late while i'm saying that you'd be recording that right Mm -hmm. but you would also be on top of it recording yeah yes how you feel and like no i have a lot of work to do i need to you don't know and you drink yourself so what do you (laughs) exactly
2: and so then that's why it's so hard for historians to say like okay well is that actually what he heard or did he hear in his mind like it being more harsh because he was his tracks on top of it
0: yeah it would also like um put more emphasis on the role of the people who are going through and listening to these things Mm -hmm. back. Like maybe it's like a a skill that they pick up of like being able to hear, okay, this is this person's actual speaking voice versus this is their inner monologue. Like there's something a little different about it that they can start to pick out and that helps them interpret things better. But um, obviously like for a casual listener, it would all sound like it's mashed together. And oh, wow, these people are just like Having this bizarre fight where one is saying horrible things to the other, but the other is mm-hmm. not responding to that, and, and so on.
1: Exactly. It does say this effectively gives them perfect memory of everything they hear, but it doesn't say what happens after they die. And a third mm-hmm. party is privy to these crystals, or you know, obviously you can somehow extract the information as they resonate with each other to form the type of neural network. But so I, I almost feel like that could be like, like you're saying, like to tile this in, that that could be the game of telephone there. Is that even yeah. though they're they're recording it and mm-hmm. during their life they have perfect memory of what happened from everything they hear, but then when they're gone and you have their own personal narrative tied into everything that they have recorded as they live their life, that kind of skews what happens.
2: Yeah, I was just looking for a way to make um, like the audio unreliable. That way we yeah. could take yeah. your idea of society being mostly rational it's and flip it and where it's I mean I guess are you okay with that because I'm flipping the yeah. flipping everyone's um <laughs> you know what yeah, I, mean? no, inverted.
1: I, I said I was coming in pretty loose on the thing I just yeah. I I and I think what my tenet is that religion is um decidedly affected by but by this and, and so it could be it could be I'm fine with going I'll let you off this one time. You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I think it, it would work that way too and that it's it's there's almost a You know what? Actually, all right, let's take it a further step. There is like a deep schism in the history of these peoples that have created, you know, um, a century long war or centuries long war Mm -hmm. or hatred or feud because of a misunderstood conversation. Mm -hmm. That happened between like maybe even like a love triangle or something (laughs) that like happened and everyone takes it out of context or or takes the, the wrong I mean, it's basically religion. You look at the Abrahamic religions and like, <laughs> they're all worshiping the same God, yet they all hate each other. What? Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, I think that that definitely works. And um, I guess it's kind of funny that you were asking about war before and, and it's come up again. Because my second tenet was that war is extremely taboo because it, it impacts people so deeply like if you think about ptsd in the real world you're you experience something horrific and that sticks with you and you have to you know go through a long process to sort of work through it but in this world you can't like ever you know dull it down that that memory is always with you 100 perfectly you will always remember exactly what was said or the sounds of battle or the screams and like it's it's always going to be in your head you can't you know push it aside you can't not relive it because it's always going to be with you
1: i like that i mean Mm -hmm. it's horrible it's horrific
0: yeah yeah (laughs) but
1: but i like the concept what um what if there was a like cast of people like maybe they maybe they didn't have war on large scales because of this because like the populace gets so fucked up Mm -hmm. so what if there's like a cast of people that are basically sociopaths Mm -hmm. that can deal with those horrors and like maybe thrive off of it and that's like like, maybe like war is fought on a smaller scale.
0: oh uh, Yeah. Like, more assassinations and like sabotage type stuff. I was thinking or... like
1: gladiator type uh, thing where you uh, have like people that actually get yeah. off on like the screams <laughs> of pain and, and horror and stuff like that. And that's like, you know, they, they basically are unfit for society except for this.
2: It sounds like a faction to me. It does sound <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Well, I would think all factions would have to have their own to survive, right? Or maybe they just have robots. I don't know.
0: no that could be interesting it's like a lot of like trial by combat type stuff where yeah like you you choose a representative for your side and you let them duke it out in this uh limited site combat
3: (laughs) yeah oh that could be really which would be
0: brutal yeah yeah that's very cool that's funny i hadn't thought that at all as like a a side effect of my tenant but i think it does work really well
1: I mean, you're going to have to have conflict resolution some way, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, we could do it peacefully, but what what fun is that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I like that. Um, So let's let's do a quick recap of everybody's tenet to make sure that we actually incorporated them all fully. Uh, John, could you start us off there?
1: Okay. Uh, So my first tenet was that because they rely so much on auditory cues, that over time and the generations, their eyesight has dwindled, effectively leaving them to be somewhat like mole people. <laughs> they don't live underground necessarily, though.
0: I mean, we could have like mole people dwarves.
1: <laughs> oh, now we're talking. One opportunity for mole people yeah. dwarves. With Rob not you know on what? here. They're mole people dwarves now.
0: All right, All right. they're dwarves. <laughs> Excellent. I feel like we incorporated the uh the low eyesight. Pretty well. What about you? Mm -hmm.
2: All right, I'm I'm satisfied with
0: that. Okay, cool.
2: I I don't wonder though. Um, like why? I guess that's the only. I mean, it's a question. I guess that somebody doesn't really have to answer, but I I would want to know if perhaps this were expanded. Like, why did they develop that way? Like, why audio only? Did something happen that messed up there? So that would be a question.
3: Mm.
2: I think that in prehistory, or not prehistory,
1: or maybe prehistory, and we figure that part out. But that that they. Eyesight became less reliable mm-hmm. because they they focus so much on hearing because they're able to store that those memories perfectly. You know, it just it became something that they didn't need as much anymore. If that makes sense.
2: But it would make me wonder. Like, I guess I push the question back further. It's like, why did vision become unreliable? Like, did some event happen that made things you see untrustworthy? And that's what I wonder. That's a question that could be answered by the setting.
1: Maybe it's just like a uh, ram. Like you know, there's so much being pushed into
3: their oh. hearing yeah.
1: and like maybe just the, as the, the crystals themselves evolved for one reason or another. Yeah, I don't know what, what would be the, the deciding factor or the overall like nature of the world.
2: So maybe there was overloaded, like it became a super TikTok society and they were like <laughs> totally overloaded by marketing and visual media that, you know, what was perhaps a one small religion of rejecting the visual became like a worldwide thing. And then over time, they kind of abandoned vision entirely, and that these crystals started to develop, like as a technological, I don't know, side effect of of for so long having been connected to machines. That could be one way to do it.
0: Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm just trying to think of like,
1: you know, not being able to handle so many processes. Like, like you Mm -hmm. put so much emphasis on um, hearing and and the memory of that and the perfect memory of that that you, you start to lose. Other senses, and my my immediate thought went to eyesight because you know we as humans, where our worlds
2: are built around our vision.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I, I could live with that canon.
0: You know, I think that makes sense. Like, it's almost like you just start paying attention less to what you see because you realize that your your hearing is more accurate as to what's going on.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, like 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 dogs. Like their eyesight isn't fantastic because mm-hmm. their noses are so great. Yeah, you know, and then yeah. and that's like that's how they build their world. So that's that's a, that's what led me down that path.
0: Mm-hmm. I think so. That, that works. Um my first tenant was the uh religious sect that yes, basically only communicate non-verbally in order to live a pure life in their eyes. And I think we definitely uh fleshed that out a lot with the like textural art and things like that. Mhm.
2: what's interesting too about them is they're almost if we go with the idea of like in the distant past there was high technology and like Mm -hmm. overload and they decided to get away from vision it's almost like the monks are a third stage reaction right yeah Yeah. they're they're rejecting the overload of of subjectivity that comes with looking at all these memories or listening to all these memories they're taking a step further back you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I really, I really like
1: that concept, and for some reason, I'm still getting a little like teary just thinking about these monks holding hands and like Aww. how beautiful <laughs> and
2: peaceful their life must be, and how yeah. rewarding. And I'm yeah. passing down secrets by touch, like yeah. of inviolable truths that cannot be tainted by subjectivity, which they believe to be true, but perhaps they're even wrong. You know? Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. And Daniel, your first time? Um,
2: mine was about the government. That is using the neural network for surveillance.
0: Okay. And I think, I mean, we definitely talked about that a decent amount. They're still sort of lurking in the shadows, which I feel is fitting for mm-hmm. a secret mm-hmm. government surveillance thing. Um, I'm thinking that we can do more of that in whatever twist we end up with Yeah, uh, in a few minutes.
3: If
1: no one could see, though, would they be lurking in the shadows or like, in a like, like, room with a lot <laughs> yeah, of fans, right. you know?
3: Like, <laughs> yeah. A lot of <laughs> white
1: fans. noise machines. Everywhere. Oh, that's
2: interesting. Yeah. Their stealth operations would have to involve being disruptively loud.
1: Yeah. 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 Which is yeah. crazy. Well, that's the same that also, you could, like, assault people with loud noises. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I also wonder if, um, if we could tie it back to perhaps his origin. Like, maybe they're looking for, quote, unquote, maybe they're searching for something that is from the past that can help them and it would end up being a visual thing and perhaps the monks the fact that they create this art using their own network to be able to quote unquote see perhaps seeing the art reveal something about the past that's Mm -hmm. important to them
0: oh interesting Interesting.
2: i like that a lot
0: yeah Yeah. it's like you're sort of discovering an ancient ruin or something that Mm -hmm. you were actually like living on top of this entire time you just couldn't see it
2: Yeah, like, and it could be like that their goals are simpler, like the kind of goals a nation state would have, like either more power Mm -hmm. or more money or whatever. But perhaps in order to achieve their goals, they need to be able to see something from the past, like Mm -hmm. a symbol or a thing that the only way to see it is to learn how to see. And so they use the neural network to map everything out. And then they're able to see the art that the monks are producing, which perhaps contain those symbols.
0: Yeah, I like that image a lot. Yeah i'm down very cool um john your yep. second tenant.
2: uh so
1: my second tenet goes towards the religion uh, of the world as a whole mm-hmm. and this this i think i went through a couple of iterations but <laughs> yeah. basically where, what we landed on is that the majority of the people are very superstitious because of recordings made in the distant past that are misconstrued mm-hmm. correct that's where, that's where we landed
0: yeah, because like you can't quite understand the person's personality and also their inner monologue yeah. is kind of confusing everything.
1: It was, it's mm-hmm. like it was basically like a, an argument between several different pivotal mm-hmm. figures in the history of this world, mm-hmm. and people take they side with different narratives, and that's yeah. what that's what has created these religious
2: factions, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Got it. And there's a basic there's a fundamental unreliability because of that, and that it seems like that's an expression of that unreliability. That historical event demonstrated yeah. why their narratives are unreliable
0: mm-hmm.
1: now
2: does does the deep
1: state do they are they manipulating this are they like i think is so is it, yeah, is there mm-hmm. one illuminati for the whole world or is it still faction based
2: they could be one of the factions potentially, you know, or they could be like moving between them maybe mm-hmm. i mean they could be maybe they're like the anti monks like they're yeah, it's was one yeah type, you know yeah. They might be because if the monks are about reason and getting to the truth, then perhaps they're hyper-religious, like they mm-hmm. they fervently support one of the two speakers.
1: Yeah, I, I no, like I so. like the concept of of having these three aspects where you have like yeah this elitist class like the one percenters whatever mm-hmm. you have the mass populace and then you have this the you know, those that reject everything mm-hmm. and are just trying to like live
2: life. Yeah. I could go for that. So maybe they're like the opposite in every way to what the monks are about. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. There
0: you go. (laughs) That makes it easy, yeah. Um, And then Daniel, I think you went next this time.
2: Yeah, I just piggybacked when John's tenant came up that there is an internal monologue that's also captured, and that's what makes it hard to to disentangle because it's it's overlaid on top of everything else they're hearing.
0: Yeah, and that feels pretty integral at this point.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that creates that game of telephone, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, my second one was that war is very taboo because of the severe PTSD type impacts that it has on people, since they mm-hmm. can never escape those memories once they've heard them. And um, John, I liked your your concept for like trial by combat type stuff, where a side picks, you know, a single representative to duke it out with another person in in an arena type setup. Uh, So that it's the people actually taking part in this violence are very limited to the ones who enjoy it for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, it's that they're they're just broken beings Mm -hmm. to begin with that aren't fit for society beyond this this role, which I realized at first was like, oh, I wonder if like people would watch this as a sport. But no, that probably would work against the whole concept because then that'd be stuck in your head, too. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. Or they can't watch it, listen to it. Yeah,
0: they basically just like <laughs> shut these guys into a soundproof room and walk away and then come back in an hour. See who comes out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I uh, love it. Yeah. Um, all right, well, with everything out there, and I think we incorporated everybody's ideas really well, uh, now let's uh, fuck it up with a twist. Sweet. All right, so the twist for our setting is going to be Um, the world is underwater slash in the ground slash under magma, etc.
1: <laughs> okay. Mold oh, people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah,
0: that certainly makes it more uh, uh-huh. literal with the mold people, mold dwarfs.
1: I mean, you could also go the aquatic route too, but yeah. I, don't I like that as much.
2: I mean, you can easily push it into a... An un an unaware post-apocalypse in the sense that they've gone underground because of some cataclysmic events. And so um, whatever yeah. war, the trauma is still with them. And also perhaps they were very high tech back then. And that's you know what polluted their Ooh. minds with visual imagery. Yeah. What yeah. if this kind
1: of ties everything in, I think. There was a previous civilization that existed that went to war and went crazy. And somehow during that they they augmented their physical cells to have better memories, Mm -hmm. but they like totally fucked up the world, had to move (laughs) underground and kind of start over. It was basically a reset of the world. And Mm -hmm. now they still this augmentation has been passed down through the generations. So it's still like it started off as something that would be implanted, but somehow Mm -hmm. the body adapted to it and just started incorporating incorporating it itself. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes I think that makes sense. So it's like, you know, we can keep it kind of fuzzy in that there's some cataclysm, but also that the nature of that cataclysm seems to be like the height of, I don't know, like what you call it, like perceptive pollution, like the height of taking in as Mm, much experience as you can because of technology. And then perhaps like a war that because of all that perception, like input, constant influx of information, like traumatically poisoned our species as a result and merged our technology with our brains.
0: Yeah. It's like a, Ultra hedonistic society or something to the yeah. point where they were damaging their psyches. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
2: And it could have been that, like, in during that conflict, there's probably like a small breakaway faction. I'm thinking, like, again, like the leftovers, right? Mm-hmm. Or the yeah. the ones that dress in white. They've kind of yeah, yeah. attached. Like, it could be like a small faction like that that after the remnants of the war really became society. Not the monks. They would be like the average people who believe in the memories. You know, they have to interpret the the crystals and they have the neural network they're building. Whereas mm-hmm. the monks are the ones who are like, no, there was a truth before this. There's a reason why we've abandoned sound, you know. And mm-hmm. the, the
1: monks moved to the surface.
0: Oh, Ooh. oh that's a cool take on it, because usually yeah. you think about it the other way. Like the mm-hmm. monks are hiding underground.
1: So what if what if, you know, this? The, they ruin the world forced underground forced to start over society again Mm -hmm. built nations underground because the the surface was ruined but over you know centuries or millennia millennia probably the world has healed itself Mm -hmm. and is now reusable because you know you see what happened when we went on lockdown for a couple of months and like all of a sudden like there's fish in venice like it was weird so imagine if you're gone for centuries if not millennia i
2: like that yeah Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and then the monks are actual bat people (laughs)
3: <laughs> they can maybe
2: feel the sunlight like they could feel yeah. the outside Ooh, world yeah. you know? oh that's cool and the the government faction that's like we said was using audio to map the world perhaps by being able to map the world to be able to see the landscape out there and that's oh, not yeah. control and the, you know they're yeah. suppressing
1: they don't want people to come out of their holes
2: mm-hmm. exactly because they're religious so they know the truth yeah yeah interesting Mm-hmm. And the art that the monks are making must be in a front, then. It must reveal something that's problematic.
0: Yeah, I wonder if the art, like, incorporates parts of the old civilization somehow. Mm -hmm. Or even, like, the landscape itself. Yeah. On a much larger scale.
2: It could be the way back to having all of your senses again.
0: Oh, yeah. By learning that. Yeah.
1: I was trying to think if there's a way that using like the textual art because you said that like you know normally they they create it from their own vibrations that they feel Mm -hmm. and that's beautiful to them and then we said that like maybe if you were a casual observer actually looking at it it looks beautiful Mm -hmm. but i'm trying to think how it could there be some way or something that they're doing that it starts resonating into those that are still being kept suppressed
2: i mean could it be that what they reveal through their art can reconnect parts of the crystal in their brains to give them all their perception back in the end like okay. it's, it's the instructions or the code that would unlock what's been broken
0: okay. yeah it's trying to absorb <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a
2: lot going on here uh-huh. Uh-huh. it seems like we've got a dynamic where you've got Um, monks above ground, they are trying to get to objective truth through tactile stuff and reaching Mm -hmm. into the past in some way, or it has something to do with the past. We've got people underground, unaware of the situation, the true truth of the past, but they have their, um, audio memories. They're kind of, you know, interpreting them as you would in a religious society. And then an ultra conservative sect that's like, we can't let them get out of their holes. We've got to keep Mm -hmm. them focused on the, the mythology and we can see using this neural net that the monks know part of the truth because their art is expressing it.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's like the monks are, yeah, trying to learn what exactly happened to cause this end, this apocalypse mm-hmm. scenario, and like trying to prevent another one. Maybe they fear yeah. that the direction that this underground society is going is going to lead to another explosive apocalypse type of yeah. event or like destroy maybe the underground world or something
1: yeah so are the monks trying to hide themselves from the the elitist oppressors or are they trying to um wake up the rest of society
0: i guess it depends on how secretive the oppressors are like if they're fully you know secretive group that controls everything
1: yeah you wouldn't know
0: yeah then the monks might not know then i imagine they are trying to warn people below maybe through like something vibrating the earth so that the people below can like feel it or something oh, maybe they're Ooh. the only
2: ones who are aware of this cult
0: mm-hmm. what
1: if they work through agriculture they're trying to have roots go down into the, the people like they're trying to as part of their art maybe or maybe not part of the art maybe it's separate but i'm sure i think of like ways that they could contact the people without actually going down to them
0: yeah it's almost like a reverse bonsai kind of thing like yeah these trees or these massive plants get the big. roots grow down. Yes. That's cool. That's very cool.
2: I do like the dichotomy if, if that the monks may be the only ones who have perception of this this cult, religious, super religious cult that's manipulating things, and so they're mm-hmm. trying to wake people up, you know, one at a time, slowly, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. By showing them below that there is life on the surface, we can kind of make it whole again, and we can go experience sunlight again
1: yeah i like the idea that um also so going back to the kind of art thing but not as a physical media but as as an auditory medium they maybe they like tap on the trees like percussive like that so it it travels through the root system and that's like part of how they communicate when they're not in hand contact with each other Mm -hmm. they have like this this system of like knocks and whatnot that they do So it kind of comes back to the echolocation thing
2: as well, but Mm -hmm. then translates to the mole people because they would feel the vibrations through the the earth and the root system.
0: Yeah, I I love that.
2: I do like the idea of them as well, physically going down there, perhaps in secret. Like maybe they they can't let their presence be known, but I I do like the idea of them moving among the people in a way that has to be super secretive, like in addition to using perhaps the roots to like communicate in a broader scale. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like you know, you've got the guy in the brown monk habit sneaking into a crowd, (laughs) and you know it's a very loud and boisterous cloud But the way he makes contact with his secret contact is by touching them. You know, they they feel like, oh, this is the monk, and then they reveal the truth to them because they don't want to speak since they're silent.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, and that yeah, that works with what we had talked about before of like using the intimate sign language to to talk Mm -hmm. to people without any recording being done.
2: Yeah. And you wouldn't know they're there. You can't see them. Yeah.
0: You just feel them, like, quote-unquote, say something to you for, like, a second, and then they're gone.
2: hmm Yeah, you could say something like, oh, look to the roots or something, and then that person knows to communicate with them in the outside world yeah. with the plants or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. I feel like we definitely have our factions built out already. We oh, somehow ended up with a couple of different factions, so that's that works out well. Um, and then for, like, a, a main quest would it be you know these monks trying to create a revolution
2: i don't want to lose sight of the fighters either
1: right well so I, mm-hmm. I i go back towards a love story that there's uh, a monk has somehow made contact with someone in the um in the world below and they're like you so said that they they move through these masses already but i feel mm-hmm. like there's still some unattainable nature between like there's got to be a difference between the monk sect and the general populace right like they have, yeah. have some sort of understanding besides their devotion do you mean
2: physically or the, or in terms of not knowing them
1: well i'm just saying like what if if the monks are moving about these people mm-hmm. like what keeps the people from just joining the monks in the
2: outside world my take is that there's not a lot of monks and there's a whole lot okay. of sheep you know it's yeah. like okay it's you're waking you're trying to wake up like the whole of the world and that's tough yeah you know
1: so can we do like a Neo type thing? Yeah, or, some, you know, like mm-hmm.
2: right. That's gain the that vibe.
1: Yeah. One of the monks is in contact with someone that for some reason maybe that's the person that could see. Oh.
0: We did just literally make the Matrix denial. Yeah, <laughs> we just has more people. God damn it. <laughs> it's the Moltrix. The Moltrix. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: the Moltrix. Uh,
1: yeah, horrible. Uh, I, I mean it's it's not it's not full on Matrix. It's, it just it's just vibes. Yeah. Okay, okay.
2: <laughs> taking what you're saying uh, at face value we can make it simpler right that person that he's making contact with doesn't need to be necessarily a neo who has like messinaic powers we could just say this is a story of making contact with someone to wake them up and to give them a new sense of of to give them a sense of sight through touch you
0: mm-hmm. know what i mean like this could yeah. be the
2: story of a monk making that journey to communicate that secret wake one person up to the conspiracy so so here's that
1: i'm happy to abandon this but right now i'm focused on it i i like the idea that this person they're not a messiah so to speak but they have something different about them the person's being contacted by the monks or a monk
3: Mm -hmm. and i
1: like the idea that that they have limited sight of some sort and although it's useless in the below world because everything's dark because no one can freaking see in the above world, that's where they can actually see the beauty of these sculptures, mm-hmm. these kinetic sculptures that have been created and whatnot. And so as as a you know, the person hearing the story, we get to experience literally through their eyes.
2: Could we do a hybrid of that where it's not literal sight, but they have developed a new perception Ooh. that is between mm-hmm. hearing,
3: Synesthesia. And hearing
1: right something like that oh yeah they have synesthesia i love that so they have like maybe they got like conked on the head (laughs) they don't have actual sight but their brain
2: translates sound in a different way they can translate it, and that's what the neural network is supposed to do right like they can do what the neural network does oh i really like that actually Uh,
0: that is cool yeah
2: so that would make them a target for both the monks and the and the religious cult yeah. yeah, and
0: I could see them, like, not trusting the monks initially because mm-hmm. they're like, why are you so interested in me? Like, get away from me. I don't want all this attention. Yeah. While also being potentially hunted down by, like, the surveillance state.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it means that they're the beginning, perhaps. Like, if you could, you could take the story in the direction of, like, kind of a Gattaca slash um, mm-hmm. a yes. new genetic person, and so they're, they're the beginning of something new. So if you wanted yeah. to tell like, a slightly more I mean, admittedly strange but because it's small people, but it's not even high tech thriller. You could do that too. You yeah,
1: know? Mm-hmm. or you could you could do like a you know a Last of Us kind of thing where you oh, know, it's true the monk in this person is maybe maybe it's a younger person that needs extra yeah. protection oh. and they're they're sending out these these six random bloodthirsty warriors that these factions have been using to to mm. keep mm-hmm. the peace so to speak you know keep their people under their thumb oh, to
2: get them
0: yeah that's a cool conceit for a main quest like your escort it's I mean everybody loves escort quests but yeah, yeah yeah but literally escort literally escorting somebody from below up to the surface and trying to dodge all these uh agents who have been sent out for you
2: and that's so easy it takes your warriors yeah you got the back in yeah. yeah
1: yeah so now and I like the idea that like the two the who's escorting who in a sense because the person being escorted has the this magical power of being yeah. able to create images in their brain much like sight mm-hmm. whereas the monk mm-hmm. has the magical powers of being, you know, this non-verbal uh, society that that you know they they look at everything in a different way, or they look they interpret things completely mm-hmm. different than the general populace. And as they're trying to make this journey to, I don't know what. What are they trying to get to surface? Just get out. They're trying to get them out. It's like children and men. Like get the get the okay. child out. You know, right? Yeah. And when the the surveillance state, because they're surveillance state, gets murdered, mm-hmm. this, that's when
2: they they send in their warriors. Yes. Who we'd established are immune to the trauma, right?
1: Yeah. Well, they're like they're they're sociopath. Sociopaths. sociopaths. Yeah. So so the They monk, get off on it. They're sadists. Yeah.
2: I bet the monk being very tactile, they probably also practice a lot of physical arts. They're probably also like badasses, like hand-to-hand mm-hmm. badasses. So they can fight yeah. the warriors, you know? The trauma warriors. <laughs> <laughs> trauma warriors. <laughs>
0: uh, I love it. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, wow. I I want to play really this game it. now. I know, right? It sounds, it sounds fun. It sounds cool. Got mole dwarves and monks. And, trauma
2: Wars yeah. 3. Traum-
0: Darkness. <laughs> the
1: trauma 6 coming for
0: you. Uh, on that note, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up there. So again, thank you to Sanji for sending in this prompt. We hope you like where we took it uh, with mole people and trauma warriors and all that. And um, thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in as well. Remember, if you'd like us to build your world, uh, you can visit worldbuildwithus.com, click the send prompt link, fill out the form, and within a reasonable-ish amount of time, we'll be building your world. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Let's World Build. But if you'd like a cozier place to chat with us directly and meet other members of the community, we'd love to have you join our Discord server with a link for that in the description and on our site. And of course, if you're feeling particularly generous, you can shower us with money over on Patreon at patreon.com/worldbuildwithus. And in return, you'll get benefits like early access to episodes, patron exclusive episodes, which John was just on one, uh, two part world builds for prompts that you submit, and more. So check out the full list over on our Patreon. And a big thanks to all of our patrons for your support and input. And that's going to do it for this episode of World Build With Us. Remember that we love you very much and we're going to get through this together until next week.